This week on Media Delta, Fantasy Kaleidoscope, The Memories of Phantasm. Yes, even in anime form, everyone really is just here for embodiment of the Scarlet Devil. Hello and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, we have a kind of an interesting thing because it's something we've taken a look at um, a web animation thing before when we looked at Mappy. Um, they're kind of rare, at least definitely compared to like, you know, your OVAs, your theatrical releases and all that. Um, but they do kind of exist. Uh, and we're taking a look at another one today, uh, this time actually from way across on the other side of the pond. Um, we are actually taking a look at a Japanese web, or I guess, I don't know if web's really the right thing. Um, but we're actually taking a look at a Dojin anime. Um, and of course, we're taking a look at a Dojin anime. What better thing for it to be based on but the kind of king of all Dojin stuff. We're taking a look at a Toho anime today. Um, one by the name of Fantasy Kaleidoscope, The Memories of Phantasm. Uh, that is actually still an ongoing series. Uh, the last episode of this actually came out December 31st, 2019. Uh, so actually less than a year ago. Uh, and the first episode came out in 2011. Uh, so it's kind of, it takes a while for episodes to come out, but uh, it when you watch the show, you can kind of see why it might take a while for a Dojin Circle to do this. So um, with that, I was not the only one who watched this, so please introduce yourselves in alphabetical order. Hello, this is Carnival, and I do appreciate how this is breaks, this these episodes break down, because you can kind of see where there's a change in direction. Yep. I'm Coolio, uh, your friendly neighborhood Baka. I'm Loco, and my spell card is moving, sign, blaring, Vuvuzela, fantasy land wide. I'm Torpid Typist, and I'm here to be deeply confused. Yes. Uh, so, having something based on Toho uh, means that you can have it, you know, be a lot of things. Uh, but Fantasy Kaleidoscope at least attempts to do, in some part, in maybe better so of different episodes uh, is that it tries to kind of cover the events of particular games. Although it's not a direct retelling, they do take some liberties with how the stories are told, but they're in general trying to be based on one of the games. Um, there are 14 episodes that have been released so far. Uh, and in that you got it, um, it actually depends it varies on how long it takes to like focus on a particular game. Uh, for example, uh, perfect. Cher there is a episode, just one episode based on perfect cherry blossom. Uh, but also naturally for it being what it is, uh, there are three episodes based on the embodiment of the Scarlet devil. Um, and 13 episodes, not 14. Oh, is it? 13? There's a 14th one, but we didn't watch it. it okay. Yeah. There, there's I think no hand up for it yet. Yeah, I think, ah, that okay. I think that one, yeah, that's the one that came out last year. No, it um, came out this year in September, apparently. Oh, okay. It, it just doesn't have a voice track because nobody has dubbed it. Like, it's that uh, new. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's also another thing is that all the, there is no, I guess, official dub of this series. It's all technically fan dubbed, uh, which, for the most part, it seems to be fine. although. Uh, there are some cases in which uh, the uh, dubbing might not exactly be up to snuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Um, so 
Uh, we're just kind of going to go in kind of order and just kind of at first go through what we generally thought of it. And then we're just going to kind of point apart things that we uh, well, at least wanted to discuss. Uh, so Carnival, what are your general impressions and what's something you want to talk about? I liked it a lot, but I can definitely see like I enjoyed the first six episodes more than I did the back six episodes that we watched. Yeah. Well, you can definitely tell that there there was at one point, I guess, a change in direction or at least a change in maybe not direction, but in like priorities, want, I guess. Yeah. How they want to do things. Um, I usually can tell by uh, their intro, which you're going to see a lot. Because uh, that's actually one thing that we should mention uh, is the fact that uh, these episodes are like 13, maybe like they range from like 13 to 16 episodes or minutes long. Uh, which is great because about a quarter of that is just the intro and ending. Yep, uh, both times they have full one minute, twenty four second intros and, and endings. So, yeah, uh, it makes me really wish that at SciTube you can start at a certain spot. Um, but yeah, uh, is there anything in particular you wanted to mention? Um good use of the good use of the toho music but that's kind of cheating i guess yeah yeah you can't really do like a toho something and not have the good remixes like well not having good remixes of the music uh like i don't think it uses any of like the particular like it definitely like of course it uses like the melodies but i don't think it uses any of like the popular remixes like you don't hear that one rendition of bad apple you don't hear like Night of Nights. You hear, uh, what's it, flowering? It's like flowering something. The theme of Sakya. You hear that melody, but uh, not quite. You don't hear like Night of Nights. God, wait! I thought Night of Nights was actually the name of the theme because that's no, how it, much. Nope. It's it's flowering something. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, it came from uh, it's. Phantasmagoria Flower View, I believe, is when the actual song came from. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. Um, but yes, uh, you definitely hear, like, you hear Yuan Owen was her on actually a few different instruments. Like, there's one time where you hear it, like, played on a harpsichord, and then you hear it on an accordion, which sounds really weird. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, I think most of the music is made by a, a circle called Yuhei Satellite, if people want to check that out apparently oh yeah uh that actually does remind me that uh the circle that produces this is named i believe Mampo uh Mom let's see mampuku jinja i believe yes mampuku jinja is the animation music or the organizer that puts together most of the the assets yeah because uh i believe the endings have completely different artists and animators yeah i can definitely see that yeah um so yeah uh Anything else you want to mention? Uh, not at the moment for this point. All right, uh, Coolio. Yeah, so um, Toho Fantasy Kaleidoscope. It, I had a lot of fun watching this. Uh, I'm not super familiar with all things Toho, but uh, for, for what this was, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the 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 actual animation was really good especially considering that it is entirely a fan work uh 
most of the voice acting is also pretty good. Some of it's a little flat, but again, it's a fan work. People are not necessarily getting paid for this. Hmm. Um, music, excellent. When, whenever there are uh, actual battle scenes, like Danmaku scenes, those tend to turn out pretty well as well. Uh, one thing that I will say, though, is that in order to get full enjoyment from the series, it really helps to know a lot more about Toho than I do. <laughs> like, I have found myself having to open up the Toho wiki and look up the, the games that these are based on just to figure out at least who people are, because this, this series does not spend any amount of time explaining who is who and what they're doing um, more than they have to. So I guess that's, that, that is my main gripe with it. But the, re the rest of it is just, you feel the love coming out of it for the series, and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, because the thing is, like, um, the first episode being based off uh, Perfect Cherry Blossom, there's not a whole, like, I don't know if they kind of go with the motif of it's a party quite yet in episode one. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, the episodes that are based on Embodiment of the Scarlet Devil are based off of a party that is being held at the um, Moria Shrine. And it's, uh, there's everyone there, practically, from, like, the first, or I say the first, from, like, uh, Embodiment of the Scarlet Devil to, like, oh, I don't know. Subterranean animism. Yeah. There's, there is a lot of characters in that, that yeah, will I show up on screen. I think as far as the first episode, like it, there, there was no party yet because I'm pretty sure that uh, Reimu was trying to hold off as long as she possibly could in order to avoid there being a party. Yeah. Because she's lazy. Yes. Yes, she it's is. It's winter. It's cold. I don't want to clean the shrine. Go away. Well, as soon as it's going to be spring, you know, people are going to start gathering, and that means she has to clean up. Again, Remus' order of priorities is lazing about, money, alcohol, Marissa, and down at 50 is, like, actually doing her job. And, and yes, there is definitely a lot of alcohol in the first four episodes. Yes. <laughs> The entire series is all about alcohol. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just the four-person episode. Yeah, it's... I mean, if you think about its creator, it makes perfect sense. Well, yes. He he is a drunken Shinto priest. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so is that kind of what you wanted to bring up? Uh, for now, yeah. All right, Loco. I mean, I'm not going to stop if I start, so I don't know if I even should. Uh, well. Yeah, here's the thing. I like Toho. That's no secret. But at the point when the first episode came out, it was already a huge media enterprise. Like, there were 14 full Windows games. A trial game had already been released for one that was coming out. Uh, there were several music CDs, like 27 chapters of a book, three different manga series already. One of them was still ongoing. There's, it was already a media like 
Megalith? It, it, it was already a huge thing. And yeah. they were surprisingly conservative in what they decided to put in uh, the first episode. And it, since it's been ongoing, and so has Toho, there's always going to be more material for them to adapt. So it's probably never going to end. So I think that it's interesting to note that they didn't put anything from the print works or the music CDs or anything. Like, for the sake of Fantasy Kaleidoscope, they put just stuff from the games. And for a for some reason, they, they kind of exacerbated some of the personality traits. And I mean, that's fine. It's a fan work. doesn't have to stick to canon. Like, Reimu is not actually supposed to be as grumpy as she is in the first episode and ongoing. But it works because I mean, it does. <laughs> but uh, other than that, they adapted a lot of stuff from the fighting games into the first four episodes, and they kept at it, which makes sense. It's a lot more visually appealing to have something that you can see from not a bird's eye view uh, when you're animating from not a bird's eye view, and all the shmups are obviously bird's eye view, you know regular vertical schmuck uh, perspective. So I think that that's an interesting use of them, uh, shoehorning in things that were introduced only for, you know, beat-em-up mechanics into the animation. Yeah, and also the fact that... Because um, is Aya... Does Aya... Aya shows up in one of the mainline games, right? She's not just shoot the bullet and double spoiler, right? Aya first shows up in Phantasmagoria Flower View uh, long before uh, Mountain of Faith, where she actually matters because, uh, you know, she lives on Yokai Mountain uh-huh. uh, as one of the Tengu. Uh, they do immediately use, like, she's probably one of the animator's favorites or something. It, they use her as uh, an excuse for uh marisa uh, getting involved in uh the embodiment of scarlet devil incident as early as she did yeah i asked the one that's like i can't enter there's a weird chinese gatekeeper and also if i go through the window i immediately end up outside like magic yeah um yeah like also yeah it it's it's kind of weird to know where they're kind of where they were kind of drawing from mostly um like as you mentioned like um the main like the end boss of um i always forget the full name but the fi- the first fighting game like immaterial powers immaterial some... missing powers so can... yes uh like she shows up she shows up a lot and she doesn't really have a role for a lot of them. Uh I don't think they even reference or adapt the actual game. But that's fine because canonically for her game uh she's the only one that wins which is kind of weird for a game where you want goku to always win and reimu is the goku of the series heck they they go as far uh music wise i guess i'll go ahead and comment this uh they go as far as any of the multi-part episodes uh or the multi-part adaptations of the uh, games they decided to have little Dragon Ball-esque inter- instrument recaps where you hear that telltale horn that I really wish I had identified the actual name of the instrument, but I couldn't find it after we were done. That uh, references the whole little horn in the actual Dragon Ball C recap uh, theme, music? I don't know, leitmotif? Whatever it is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, just that, like, 
whenever they're doing the recap, just it's that very distinct, here we are, blah, 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 the thing you saw a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it well, was Yeah, which is fair because, yeah, they, these have been released like either a year or half a year apart. Like, I'm looking at the release dates and, yeah, pretty much. Oh, no, so, like, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I wasn't saying that's a bad thing. It's just, it was literally, it's a year ago. You probably forgot what we did, so. Especially in a multi-part episode. Maybe you didn't come to Comic Cat and buy my DVD. That's fine. I'll recap it for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that your bit for now? I think so, until we get to actual talking points of each episode or something. All right. Uh, Torpo. Um... So I had fun with this. I enjoyed it. Uh, the later, like, the earlier episodes were honestly a lot stronger than the later ones, in my opinion. Uh, I, th- I think the first three were actually pretty good, uh, which was the initial arc. Uh, it looked nice for the most part, though. It, I will say, the the last arc, which was six episodes long, six fucking episodes <laughs> for one arc, for imperish for imperishable night of all games too, including the extra stage. Yeah. For something that's six episodes long, they cut content in the weirdest parts. Like, they had relatively few fights, honestly. The one they had was pretty alright, but it's like there was just random skipping around and also just like, uh, we're gonna fight, and then immediately cut to the enemy being defeated. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, it's like, oh, by the way, Riggle, Nightbug, and Mistia were here. Um... For like two seconds. This is my my, my house. This is my beautiful wife. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. So yeah, the the later ones had some pacing issues and Imperishable Night did not need to be six episodes. But overall, I think it's been pretty fun. Wasn't huge on the Cherno episode, but that's whatever. That's because they did your favorite character dirty. Let's just get that out in the open. Or at least your favorite musical theme. I mean, Sue does that uh, canonically, so it's it, it's to form. It's it checks out. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was neat. Uh, for what was was it one man or was it a circle that did it? It seems like it's a circle, but I can't get like a roster of the circle. So, well, yeah. no. Well, it was essentially a a a small time project. It was very well done, honestly. Like surprisingly so. Uh, that said, having a full-length intro and a recap uh, for a 13-minute episode was excessive. <laughs> yes. So it means, like, the actual new content's, like, less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, animation's expensive. It's hard, too. Yeah, it's time-consuming. But yeah, no, I, 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 I thought it was fun. I'll probably talk more about some other stuff some folks get a chance to talk but all right uh, that's it i also did like yeah uh, as someone mentioned before like I, I did like the arrangements uh some of the arrangements of the various toho songs were actually really good like you and owen was her on fucking our harpsichord yeah oh yeah all right um so yeah uh i i enjoyed this quite a bit um Especially in like, I'll I'll agree with everyone else. I do find that the first, um, the first like 
up to up to the point where you get to the six parter, it was perfectly like it's pretty good, like and pretty enjoyable to watch. Um, not that the other parts are not enjoyable to watch, but just kind of gets a little harder to keep up with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that the last arc is like fairly disjointed. Yeah, Uh, it's a little weird. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I do feel like, well, especially since also it's just, okay, it's free in air quotes. Like the Toho games are free in that they're basically easier to find links to playing them just that you download rather than actual buying them like you're supposed to, but no one does at least over here. Um, Not that you can't now. Yeah. uh, Like, yeah, there's stuff that it's easier to get like legitimately quote, so, so to speak. Um, but this one, usually you can, it's on YouTube and you can just watch this. Mm. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, it's like, if you watched them all back to back, it's like two hours. Like it's the length of like a normal, like a slightly longer, longer movie. So it's, it's perfectly watchable. Um, and I definitely enjoyed it. It's, it does. I will say the more you actually know about Toho, the more you can, it makes sense. Um, because there are a lot of characters that, um, you kind of need to know who they are to kind of understand some of like their aspects. I mean, unsurprisingly, it's pure fucking fan service. Yep. Although it's like titty fan service, but more like the. Yeah, I remember this shit. This kind of thing. There, there was definitely some titty fans. There, there, there was some in the free. In the, the first, yeah, in the first couple episodes, there are a surprising amount of. There, there was the hot spring. Yeah, I mean, there has to be. It's anime. Well, also, it's a little weirder with what Toho is, but also, it it is a different culture. Yes. Um. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you like, although I will say if you like, know, like, like the denizens of the Scarlet Devil Mansion, like those characters, you should be able to get by. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the more, you know, about Toho, the more you can kind of piece together what's going on. Yeah. Scarlet Devil Mansion is pretty much my like starting knowledge. I mean, I think that that's pretty much like I would say that's probably about eighty percent of the people who get into Toho is probably that's their first introduction to Toho. Um, Doesn't yeah. help that apparently they're also soon starlings. Like in the fighting games, they're essentially the entire fighting game roster, despite the fact that the rest of the games get like maybe the final boss and an extra boss, maybe. Yeah, like, playable characters like most of the Scarlet Devil Mansion is the only uh, the only characters that are retained and return all the time. Yeah. I love Dio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although, it, it, in order to get like your hundred percent, though, you have to also know the people at Moria Shrine. You have to know the people at A and So, it was. Uh, I, I know as I, as I was watching, it was definitely a learning experience. Checks on you. I don't know, Dick. Oh, well, there you go. That is a lie, and you know it. I vaguely know some things, but let's be real. I know very little in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's mostly the stuff that you probably know through, through like, osmosis. Not, like, the very nitty-gritty. 
true. Like, Loco, I think here is our Toho expert. Yeah, and even I admit that uh, even if you did beat all of the games, there's variations depending on your loadout when you go on the shmups anyway and the difficulty and all that. No, it's not feasible for you to know everything about the series unless you're like watching a bunch of Let's Plays or, you know, skimming through articles. It is surprisingly dense, but that also comes from being an incredibly long-running series. Yeah. Yep. Like the first Toho game came out in what, like ninety one? Uh probably I would say I think it's ninety five. Uh if we're talking PC ninety eight, yes, probably ninety five. I think uh uh not dim I keep on forgetting what the first one's name is. Uh, uh highly responsive to prayers. Yes, hi- yes, that 1996. one. Oh it's ninety six, okay. Yeah. Well I well you can tell no, ninety seven that- actually. I was gonna say, well, ninety or the second one, you can definitely tell when it came out because it's based on Twinkle Star sprites, and that came on ninety seven. Uh, yeah, nineteen ninety six was just uh, he showed it off, and then nineteen ninety seven, it actually came out yeah. for purchase. That's right. Yep. Um. So yeah, it's been twenty three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, it has, it has a very, uh, very open ended canon as well. I do want to say Toho games have fucking incredible names. Yes, they do. Also, it's kind of the thing you for, kind of forget how much of Toho stuff are just references to random things. I mean, it kind of has to be. That's the entire premise of like basically every non-original character. Yeah. There's something know. that Land forgot. I mean, we forgot. The real world forgot. It's so deeply referential. Ah, I love Princess. I love the Moon Princess. Yeah, the, the <laughs> fact that they just spent time just going over Princess Kaguya. They didn't really go over it specifically. They just like referenced, yeah, she's the same Princess Kaguya. Here's a brief synopsis, but they didn't really say, yeah, here's the bamboo cutter and everything. Here's I... the whole spiel with the five impossible requests. No, they just they just summarized it. It's fine. To be fair, they don't need to do that because it's f- primarily for a Japanese audience, so they would have probably heard this already. So That is true. Well, yeah, but considering that Toho, at this point, uh, Ten Desires had, like, the, the first episode was released right before Ten Desires, and Ten Desires kind of skewed the thing by, you know, saying, Prince Shotoku is a girl. So they probably had to step in and say, no, this is actually the same Kaguya. You know, the exact same. Now now I'm also I'm also just going down because I wanted to see what I was using the actual like retrograde list to determine when that first one came out. And I'm just looking it's like it's great when you just scroll down the list and then you just see the Toho block at six. Uh, <laughs> in which 6, 7, 8, 10, 11, 12, 12.8, and 7.5 all share a 6. Uh, also, I, I do want to say a weird thing really quick is that the last arc is six episodes long. And so mm. they, they do some weird pacing stuff. Uh, like have the secret stage apropos of fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. The yeah. two episodes dedicated to the secret stage. Yeah, two episodes aka Secret Stage. Whereas in the first three episodes, uh, they didn't actually have that, and they befriended the secret boss just right the fuck away. Mm. 
I mean, they beat her first off screen with reused <laughs> animation assets, but you know. Flanders, they didn't beat actually. Yeah, Marissa just found her, befriended her right away. Mm. And then they confronted, you know. Both of the sisters at the same time. Yeah, because they were buddies again. <laughs> yep. Um, that, 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 that was a another quirk that I know why they probably didn't do it, but it kind of annoys me. Um, mm. If they have an episode that's focused on Cherno, why didn't yeah. they make it the ninth episode? <laughs> I, I, I you're right you're absolutely right but it's like i know it's like come on it's it right also, there it needed more math it, it... <sighs> i hate you <laughs> perfect math <laughs> you're gonna tell me that it needed somebody to state that there's no buzzes in gensoku huh also marissa stole no precious things <laughs> uh the fanon is mimetic Let's yes see. Let's just say that. Incredibly. Look, all I'm saying is that the most shots. of my knowledge from Toho is from like external like mimetic stuff and also various musical arrangements. I've yeah. never played a single fucking game. <laughs> but goddamn, the fucking the, the 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 people involved, like the, the fans are so incredibly creative. It is one of the most like prolifically creative fandoms I've ever seen. The the fact that there are so many rhythm games now have to have their own sections in the game based entirely on Toho remixes. Yeah, various Toho arrangements. Like that Groove Coaster game that came out on the Switch, the Toho arrangements section is bigger than pretty much any other section, including the Vocaloid section. It's probably because it's cheap. Probably. But, uh, yeah, no, they... Oh god, there's so much. There's so fucking and, much. Like Zoot is the perfect example of what someone should do when they hold an IP and how they license it out to people. Like, seriously. Like, there is a reason why I hold a massive amount. Like, it's funny, like when we first did Embodiment of the Scarlet Devil and Ranking of Schmops, it, it was me going into it as aha Toho funny. And then you kind of look actually when you actually sit down and take a look into it, like there is actually a lot of stuff to respect about the There's Toho so much good music. franchise. So much good music. It's it's a like an incredibly creative um franchise. Like there's something like it's I I the thing about it is it's the most, you know, mimetic song, I feel, because it's video. Uh, is actually now used to like serve as tech demos for seeing if you can render it on various consoles. Uh, but it does say something. Uh, the Bad Apple music video, uh, the that one remix, uh, there is something you can say about a franchise uh, when your video is entirely in black and white and just in silhouettes, but you can tell exactly what each character is just by their silhouette. Yeah, it's amazing. That is effective character design. Yes. And also, it's amazing so, how well people have translated designs from Potato, and I respect that. Yes, because Zoon's actual art is bad. Like, he, it gets the message across, but it's not good. Yeah. I mean, his design decisions are all right because you can tell apart the Potato silhouettes. It, it's just the faces. The faces are a little uh. potato y. It's interesting because if you go back to the PC98 stuff, it, it 
it's a weird direction that the uh, watercolor art took on its way to potato them because it didn't used to be as potato yes as it became. Yeah, it, it just wanted it wanted windows. It also it had the whole four three uh, perspective thing that uh, a lot of manga artists do, where it's formulaic. I don't I, talking about art styles is a little difficult for me because. A lot of it is just, yeah, uh, I have a, a style, I can uh, imitate it, I can evoke Akira Toriyama whenever I want, because you can tell the the exact stylings of that artist, the pointy chins, the polygonal hair. Yeah. Soon, soon went from having a style that was very samey to a different style that was differently samey. Also, my favorite thing that I think of when I um, think of the PC-98 era of Toho and its art, um, there was a mm -hmm. screenshot of the Spriter's resource for the page for PC-98. And it was basically, it was the screenshot, because if you go to Spriter's resource, it's a it's just a site, you know, that has sprites on it. Uh, it lists what the most popular games are for a system. And there was a screenshot of it. It was like, okay, this is the PC-98 in one screenshot. Uh, it was Puyo Puyo, Sex 2, and then one of the Toho games. Like, there. There's the PC-98 in one screenshot. Mm, I feel like there should have been more porn. Yeah. It might have actually been <laughs> Sex 1 and Sex 2, and then one of the Toho games. Poor Puyo Puyo. Or I mean, it makes sense. It's identified more by Sega consoles than it is by PC-98. Yeah. Even though that's that's its own. That's where it yep. was born. Yeah. Also, the art, the PC ninety eight art for the Mato Monogatari games is kind of creepy, but not in like <laughs> not in like the pervy way. In the just it looks weird. But that's another conversation. Fair enough. Um. So i th I think we were still technically on me. Uh, so I think, I think so. we're gonna go another round again. Uh, so Carnival, is there anything you want to bring up? I think you should start with Torpid because I started the last round. Or no, no, right. round robin was we just oh, round robin. Yep. Oh, yeah, so otherwise we would just be asking Torpo again. General impressions. Yeah, same right, exact. Right. But I, really I like guess the <laughs> I guess a lot of it is just enjoyable of how just in character returns of characterization. I believe even if there are some like flanderization that happens because it's a fan hey. work and thus hey. God. that in terms of flan fan work and thus also for the we don't have unlimited time so we need to make things it's just how much like basically is just Marissa and Sakia basically being the two biggest heavy hits hitters in the plot as long as it doesn't come down to a fight. I really appreciate that. Look, Reimu exists to finish the fight. Yeah. But goddamn, she'll be asked to do anything else. <laughs> Usually it's Sakio that has to push. Reimu, your girlfriend's in trouble again. Go. Go. Please. Hurry up. How long can you move and stop time, Reimu? <laughs> yeah. Not at all. So I'll just make sure you can't either. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, is there anything else you want to bring up? I couldn't really think of anything else for more characterization wise. I oh, actually, I did think of like the whole the the one part I did like of like the 
uh, Imperishable Night was the sixth episode of the extra stage in just how much it comes down to. Yeah, no, princess, the princess is like, yeah, I'm gonna send everybody in the in this town to go bug my friend here because, eh, I got no, I'll have nothing else better to do. Everything else, I I got bored of doing everything else, so all that I have left is to go bug this person for eternity. I mean, after a th- after thirteen hundred years of being alive, yeah, you do run out of things to do. I guess that kind of encapsulates Toho plot in a nutshell of just thing happens. We gotta go fix it before and then after we get done, everybody goes home to drink. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you 50 or 60 times. Yeah. And then you're uh, blasted. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to add? No, I think that's good for now. Alright, cool, yep. Yeah. Ah. Is there anything else that I want to talk about? Mm, I guess, yes, like, even for having known, like, for having known in general about uh, the residents of Scarletella Mansion, it was was nice to watch the Scarlet Mist incident um, arc and just get a, a better feel for the characters in general. Like, for instance, Flandra, who was just completely stuck in her room for 495 years, and just no one wants to deal with her. No wonder she's messed up. And Can you blame them? I mean, she wouldn't be that messed up if she wasn't just locked in a room for all, for all time. Hmm. At least that's the theory. Yeah, that would probably do it for you. Yeah... Um, I, I think, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar at all with, I think it's Minus T. I um, am not. I feel like I've heard it before, but I don't remember where. Uh, they, they've made a whole lot of, uh, 3D animations of oh, just the incredibly elaborate uh toho danmaku battles all, all done in blender right i think so yeah and i feel like if you were to i feel like the, these would fit perfectly well, other than you know complete change of art style they would fit in well for you know filling in where certain uh certain danmaku battles in the series might have been just kind of skimmed over uh, there, there's, there's not a whole lot of them out right now. I think there's like five or six, but it, it, it did kind of remind me of that, and I, I would love to see more of that in this. I don't know. Uh, that's about all I got. I think. All right, uh, Loka. Um, there's a lot I can go over, but let's stick to general stuff since we haven't actually specifically started asking about particular episodes. Um, I mean, there, there's so, not going to be any specific questions. Yeah, I think we're um, just going to keep this more general. There's an oh, okay. Well, I like talk that about each, whatever uh, you want. <laughs> I like that each of the uh, adaptations episodes has a extra subtitle, um, where they reference um, an actual movie title like Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the H Bomb. 
for what? for perfect cherry blossom it was the ordinary magician or how i learned to stop wearing i love the kotatsu no my personal <laughs> favorite title was fandom buxed <laughs> You know that's not a title. You know it. <laughs> that's just the YouTube uploader's decision. Yeah. Also, you start to realize that people have not gone on the bandwagon of maybe um, be cautious of what you uh, shorten Japanese to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did find a, found links to the fights. What do y'all mean? I'm I'm confused, but I feel like I shouldn't know. Yeah, let, that's something we discuss afterwards. Yeah. Yes, my... Um. Let's see. Uh, the other titles are "Interview Without the Vampire," which you know. It's yeah, that one's fun. With the vampire. Yeah, that uh, was good. Judgment Day, which was the uh, Phantasmagoria uh, episode t title, but it, it's it's Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, but instead it's Daibarabochi. King of the Monsters, the uh, the monster that uh, Cerno thought she saw. The Night the Earth Stood Still for Imperishable Night. And the only neat thing to do for uh, the extra stage parts of Imperishable Night. N-E-E-T. Yeah, non-employed uh, education, or I don't yep. remember what the... Uh, or in training. Uh, yeah, it's, it's no employment, education, or training. So yeah, I really like that they decided to reference old movies. Like that's that's something that I can appreciate uh, when they do because a lot of things in Toho spell cards, occult legends, and stuff like that are about. Hey, I'm referencing this old thing that may or may not be tangentially related to this, and yeah, that's that's a neat thing that I liked of the of this series in particular. Um, yeah. That aside, I also liked. And also simultaneously be, uh, bemoaned uh, Sanai's uh, cameos throughout the series where they were trying to set up uh, the Mountain of Faith, uh, explaining that apparently for, for the, for the uh, plot of the fantasy, fantasy kaleidoscope uh, fanon, uh, that apparently there's like, I don't know, you can visit early in... Uh, in order to migrate to make sure that you can survive on the faith of the fantasy world that is Kinsokyo. Because Sanai was in the netherworld way before apparently they managed to migrate according to the progression of episode one and the episode five onwards. So wait, what's Sanai's thing then? Because I just thought she was a different, different uh, like shrine family that just happened to be there. Okay. It just wasn't as successful as Raymond. Okay. Let me let me put it this way. Uh canonically, uh the shrine maiden, the only shrine maiden, the Hakurei Shrine, is Raymond. Uh in the actual games, what happens for uh Toho Ten uh, Mountain of Faith is that because the outside world is running out of uh, faith, apparently uh, an actual shrine in the outside world with an actual descendant of one of its gods uh, being uh, half priestess and essentially half actual goddess, uh, that is Sanai, uh, ends up somehow making a deal with Yukari to help her migrate the shrine on top of Yokai Mountain alongside uh, a lake and a secret god that she wasn't aware that she was the actual descendant of. So they could gather faith 
from the yokai on the mountain and you know the humans on the end of uh, so essentially, Sanai isn't supposed to be there for Perfect Cherry Blossom or, or Eastern uh, Eastern Scarlet Devil or any of that because she's not. But for the for Fantasy Kaleidoscope, they essentially imply Sanai gets to visit early. She gets to get her outfit early in the better world. She gets to see little glimpses during the Imperishable Night incident because she gets to peek and. Uh, for Eastern Scarlet Devil's uh, framing device, it, it's subterranean anim an, uh, animism. antonism has already happened. Animism. Animism. Why did I screw up so bad? Anyway. Antimatum. Uh, that's already ended. And the only reason that event happened is because of the Moria Shrine already being there. So that explains that. But it, 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 it's interesting, but it's. It's one of those things where it's like um, the second season of Susumiya Haruhi, where it's like the timeline is all over the place compared to when the episodes come out, and it's hard to keep track of and kind of uncomfortable, if I'm going to be honest. The makes events sense. are all over the place, timeline-wise. Yeah, but it's, there's, it's there's also that Aya is just literally everywhere. That's fair, though, because... Um, I guess this is the only part of the print works that actually got adapted. Aya has already had like the newspaper amongst the Tengu long before the Maria Shrine incident, and she's already had interviews with uh, people from Scarlet Devil Mansion and from events that she wasn't in. Shoot the bullet! Uh, shoot the bullet is essentially plotless, uh, where Aya goes out to take pictures of everybody's spell cards without her actually putting any bullets of her own in the pictures. So it makes sense that Aya somehow has to know about everything, despite not being, you know, basically omniscient yokai sage like Yukari or actually involved in any of the incidents like Reimu Marisa and Sakuya and Yomu sometimes. So it kind of makes sense for her to be places. It's a little strange to make her uh, immediately friendly with Reimu and uh, Marisa, but, you know... Fanon has done weirder and crazier things. I mean, they they can't really make Aya hostile toward people just at any given point because they they they're still kind of following the general story of the games. Well, for Phantasmagoria and uh, Mountain of Faith, she is antagonistic. Uh, but since she's an unlockable playable character in the former, and in the latter is just. A stage four, stage three boss, I think. It, they had to do a lot of maneuvering to make her likable or the butt of a joke for the other parts where, where she shouldn't be. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, you knew I was going to do this, though. Hey, hey, Torpo, just wait until we do something fate related. No. Swear to God, I will get us to do something fate related. <laughs> Just putting never, that out there. Never. <laughs> um, look, just remember, Fate Stay Night is valid now. Yes. Believe me, I made it clear he knows. Yep. Um. So, is there anything else you want to add? Oh, a lot, but you know, let's not. <laughs> All right, Torpo. 
my brain is turned to mush. Give me a second to collect my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say one thing is, I mean, it's in part because of the way it sticks to the games, but it is hard to keep track of shit at sometimes. Like, really hard. Oh, uh, yes. Like, obviously there's the gaps in between games. That's inevitable and not surprising. Mm-hmm. But also, like, fucking I, I know I mentioned it before but like the, the the last six episodes Imperishable Night was a hot mess <laughs> Interminable Night <sighs> felt that way um yeah no cause it was just kind of jumping around a lot skipping once again skipping fights which is like n- no no yeah that was my biggest frustration with is like what no give us the fight here you can't just fucking skip Princess Kaguya. How could you do that? It was really good, because it's like, ah, now you gotta fight me, and then fucking smash cut to her being on the ground beat to shit. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was disappointing. They did it twice. They didn't yeah. just do it once. <laughs> they did it fucking twice. But it was just like a little bit frustrating how much it jumped around and how much it skipped kind of cool stuff, but then kept in like it had a lot of exposition despite like it could have just relegated that to a separate episode in between but instead it was just like weird amounts of talking and then just skipping between the actually interesting shit this this should team up with minus t that would be the perfect uh <laughs> combination yeah but unfortunately the, the other thing too is i i find it funny that at this pace uh, Zen will in- just keep releasing more games before they'll actually finish an arc. Like, it- it's it's kind of like the the pace. Th- that's the other thing is having six episodes dedicated to one arc when you release these episodes at a pace of like one or two a year mm. is is a big oof. Like that's why I really feel like there was a change in like priorities with. I don't know, like, management or such. It's just, it definitely feels like there was a change in something because clearly this was a weird choice to just do this. I I want to take a blind guess and think that maybe there was a change in the tools because they started doing more ambitious stuff with the uh, the Endless Corridor where, you know, the graphics would change, uh, the, the rotation would happen for the, uh, the hallway. Like, there's a possibility that they upgraded or changed tool sets entirely, and as a result, they decided to do more ambitious uh, effects, and that slowed them down. That's me being gentle, though. They could have easily summarized it a lot more. They could have. They didn't. Yeah. But the reused assets do make me think, yeah, this is this is probably half cutting corners and half my computer can't render as fast as I thought it could. <laughs> yeah, like legitimately, it could be any number of things, but it's just a little bit frustrating. Okay. Uh, that said, I'm glad how perfectly they captured how much Yukari likes fucking with people. Yeah. Oh, she loves it. She does. It's great. The Yoinking Sake bottles. 
drinking okay, so sake bottles, uh, disappearing from uh, for one second from somebody that it's the subordinate of a person that you were talking to, even though you didn't need to. Uh, just showing up behind a person and leaving them hanging mid-sentence because you can. <laughs> Casually vibing in the void. Oh, the power of a Gabby, okay. Oh, yeah, so that's that's all I gotta say for now. Alright. Um, did anyone have any other key things that they want to talk about? Because we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, due to the fact that they uh, avoided the print works, uh, I feel like there was one single scene where they put a young baby Marisa listening to Kene uh, as a teacher in the human village talking about, I don't remember exactly what, but the, the idea is that they shoehorned in a justification for Maria is essentially, uh, Marisa is a, essentially a regular human who actually was raised in the village. That would have normally been covered in something like uh, the uh, Curiosities of Lotus Asia uh, stories, where the role would have been given to a different half-yokai called Rinosuke, who owns a shop, but he is woefully absent in every shape, way, or form, because it's based entirely on the games and not on any manga or any print works. Like, the three fairies of light that show up in Fairy Wars don't show up at all. I don't know if they'll even bother adapting any of that, even though they should. It's it's strange and interesting to see that sort of fan and canon jump, where they go like, I don't want to cover this. I'm not a fan. I'm just going to uh, subtly reference, yeah, this is a regular human that decided to study magic for whatever reason. To be, part, to be fair, part of it is just a limit of time and scope. Maybe. They only have so many resources, and these take a lot of time to put out to begin with. It's in, in that respect, it feels a lot like um, prequel The Adventure. Yeah. But other than that, I can't think of anything that jumps out at me. Uh, maybe eventually. Maybe eventually when they adapt more of Mountain of Fate. Yep. All right. Anyone? Any last last things? A dog no. wants to add a comment, but no, not not for me. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Good to go. All right. Then in that case, we are going to rank this. So um, we are going to rank this using our normal one to twenty-one scale, uh, with one being absolute mastercraft, uh, twenty-one being absolute garbage. Don't even bother like ironically watching it because it won't be worth your time. So, uh, Carnival, what number would you give Fantasy Kaleidoscope, The Memories of Phantasm? So, to be on theme, I would say put this at six, just to continue the Toho block, but in <laughs> actuality, I'd probably say around like a seven or an eight. All right. Um, cool, uh, I enjoyed it a little more than that, honestly. I would put it between three and five. All right. Uh, Loco. Uh... I'm going to be honest, I have no idea where I would put it. There's a lot of fanon works that uh, are equally as interesting, and Minus T, or even uh, the Miko Miko Dance, Mud Spike stuff, I also enjoy looking at. Yeah, I, I posted the, the, the list. The list yeah, so I you can compare with the other, the other series yeah. that have gotten on there. Let me see. Hmm. Dang, Sonic the Hedgehog is at 10? All right. I think, <laughs> it, I think it deserves at least a 9, considering that it was an independent project. All right. 9 would be a fitting number. 
It would. <laughs> I see what you're doing, and I hate it. Uh, Torpo. Um. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking a nine too. All like, right. I guess I'm not a diehard Toho fan. I thought it was like perfectly fine. It is all right. Yep. So we got a bit of a spread, which it seems like I kind of went a little bit higher than most. I was thinking around the five six area. Um. So that does. So we got ranging from three to nine. Um. It's time for rock, paper, scissors. Logically, that would put it. are weighted toward nine, though. Yeah, so it'd probably be around seven-ish. Or six. Yeah, Or six. Which has the dreaded what we don't talk about. Um, the dreaded what we don't talk about, huh? Yeah, well, let's not talk about the ranking of where Tron got. So... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's just start looking at what we got in seven. Um, okay. So we got American Gladiators, we got Nigger Kid, we got The Running Man, and we got East 2. I would watch this over The Running Man. How dare you? Like, I would watch this over Running... Uh, sorry, not Running Man, but Nick Arcade and Gladiators, I'd absolutely watch Cla- Fancy Classic over those two. So... Same, but I'm aware that I'm biased. Now, East, East 2... That's a toss-up. I'd still lean Fancy Kaleidoscope. I'm not going to talk about Tron. <laughs> and Running Man, that's also a toss-up, but that's a bit more equal, in my opinion. So, I think Seven yeah, would be I, for at least me. Yeah, I think the Running Man is definitely of those. The, the Running Man most definitely is the top of those. Um, And just for comparison, an Eight... We have Digimon the movie, Sweet Home, in the first season of the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles cartoon. Uh, I'd watch this over all of us. I would too. Yeah, I same. Like Sweet Home. I like Sweet Home, but I would still watch this over uh, over Sweet Home. Of course, I'm less partial to, to horror flicks, so. Um, and just to put what we have at six, uh, Labyrinth. Mappy, Mortal Kombat, uh, the first 14 episodes of Space Cobra, and uh, The Hunt for the Red October. It's the, I would watch this over Hunt for Red October any day, but I don't like Hunt for Red October, so I'm not a good voice to hear on that. Yeah, no, you're not. I have no opinion. I really don't have a whole lot of exposure to any of these things. The, the thing that I would more say now that I think about it, I feel like this would probably be six or seven. The, the real question is, David Bowie and a lot of Jim Henson puppets, or Toho? <laughs> um, that, is th- that is that labyrinth, right? Yes, that is that labyrinth. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards six, personally. Um, I'm kind of thinking... I do think it's probably going to be six or seven. Um, I... Kind of leaning more seven. I was gonna say I'd rather watch The Running Man and American Gladiators personally, but but that means that it could be also around the same. Because what yeah, about yeah, Nick yeah, Arcade? Because yeah. like I'd I'd, I'd watch this over Nick Arcade maybe. I, I'd I'd argue it's actually on par with these two. Yeah, that actually I would also say that. Yeah, so I yep, get feeling seven's a good spot. Yeah, that, how's everyone feel about seven? I'm fine with that. 
It's lower than than I would have liked, but uh, I'll go with the group. I, yeah, I think I think it's the closest thing we're going to get to a consensus. As funny as giving it a six would be. <laughs> I thought the I, nine was the funny number. Well, also it 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 would be to match with all the other Toho games. Although maybe at some point we should relook at those. You did kind of go through them in a kind of speed run thing during ranking of shmarps. Also yeah. one after the other, yeah. Yeah, because three of those were... Well, no. Because let's see. Yeah, three of those were... <laughs> I forgot. Three of those were in episode 69. Uh, two of them were in episode uh, 35 of Ranking of Shmups. And two of them were in episode 20, uh, 23 of Ranking of Shmups. And then one was in one thir- uh, 166. And there's more now, so who knows where you would put stuff like Impossible Spell Card, which may yeah. actually make you violently angry. <laughs> I, I mean, the the remaining like Toho games have been up for poll like poll votes like twice already, and I keep trying, I keep trying, but I never have been del- miserably stomped into the ground. Um, but then again, I think one of them was like, oh. Let's one of them was like had like a crowd favorite that I forgot what it was. It was actually the actually the one that just closed had a Toho one. And then the one yeah, before that was like up against like some super monster of things, so it wasn't going yeah. to win it. Yeah. Oh, it was against Mega Man. Mega Man X and Mega Man Legends. Yeah, it was never going to win that fight. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh so yeah, I think we're just gonna put this at seven just for as close of a consensus as we can get to. Uh, fantasy cold. I hate that word because I keep on forgetting how to spell it. I think that's it. Yep. Yep. As I try and mi- as I end up misspelling phantasm. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is. Oh, what episode is this? This is going to be 55. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's EI, not IE. Don't worry about it. It'll oh. be fine. Um, I guess technically, first episode came out in 2011. Uh, mm-hmm. circle is. Um, copy and paste. How do you spell it? It's Manpuku Jinja. So it is. It is me copying and pasted from the Toho Wiki. Yeah, um, this is web. You know, I guess technically it wasn't originally web, but that's kind of close. We're gonna get. I mean, unless you want to make a new category called Dojin, but nah. It, I, I think this is going to be the only thing we're going to do in that category. Yeah. We're gonna head say, down to Comic Cat. Don't, don't say that. Lo, lo, lo. You know that's how you start jinx, jinx yourself. I suppose. <laughs> Finally, it's time for yeah. Porn. Until we do the well, that was weren't Dojin, um, but the ranking of porn. I mean, no. I guess I could see Blimpscon if for uh, fantasy for the genre. Yeah. yeah. Don't you have a Toho? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I have <laughs> just the Toho genre. Well, uh, no. well, you say so. Where the hell is fantasy? I, why doesn't there it is? Uh, and then of course the tone. The tone is ridiculously anime. The tone oh, is Toho. <laughs> tone we do have one for Toho. Right, I forgot nine. Uh, also, I'm gonna put an H there because there is a, some very episode three. Yeah, it's some titty. It ain't got no nip, but they're titty. Yeah. Also ass. Ass too. Let's go. Let's just go ahead and give yeah, that music. Okay, so <laughs> let's see. What charms do we want to give it for music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art? I'm already going to copy-paste that thumbs up and put that in the music category. Yes. Um, I would, anything I would, else? I would 
I'm a little confused about uh, music category because yeah, the uh, music is good, but the voice dubs there's there's no official, there's no official actual dubs, so I don't know where you if you would just go half seas. Um, well that. Yeah, honestly, the, 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 the sound category in general is weird, but it'd be also a nightmare to decouple them at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not bother. Yeah. I, yeah we this, can put something in. This is a very edge case, honestly. Yeah. Now, we, we've had the problem come up before, not necessarily with voice, but things like sound design, too. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, it's just the misfortune of the list being so cumbersome at this point. Yeah. We've had so much we can't change now. <laughs> I mean, you haven't ranked the uh, the mute little extra animation extras that Warner Brothers did for Sonic, I assume, right? I feel like that wasn't an actual thing that you could rank, since I think it was just a bonus in some CD game. Yeah, I think it was in, Chon- uh, it was in Sonic Jam. Um, uh, see, anything else you want to call out? Okay, well, I would say the art just because yeah. like it's good animation like it's so good we had to reuse a lot of it to save time yes exactly. <laughs> and um, like i guess nays i would say just or we have something for weird pacing so yeah we have that well, uh, for a nay i would say too much back information needed yeah to that's enjoy. that's the thing that i was gonna put in there yeah. uh where's my delta charms do do Oh, is it, it's this feel, one, yes. I feel like for the bag information, it's a little strange because, in a sense, you don't really need it. There's a lot but of it really anime helps. that doesn't. Yeah, there's a lot of anime that doesn't explain anything about its characters or its setting. It's perfectly serviceable as a little strange thing that you watched and sat down. And sometimes it does it deliberately, like things like panty and stocking or fully uh, coolie. Where it's like, yeah, no, we're not going to explain it. It's just wacky stuff. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> to, to be fair, though, this is a lot more dense than those. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so one thing I do feel like it definitely deserves is for Ye. I feel like this deserves Made of Abundant Love. Oh, definitely. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of detail that went into this. And it's not a professional work. It's not a AAA studio sitting down and drawing everything. Yeah. Um, it's about as professional as Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else that anyone wanted to add? Um, for the first half, it's very good cinematographically. Like, as the episodes go on, they start doing the whole, let's just animate the spell cards behind the characters as they're facing the screen making it easy to identify which spell card it is, as opposed to the impressive stuff that Patchouli does or the actual beams coming out of the Scarlet Sisters instead of, you know, the actual bullets. Yeah. I don't know how you would convey that as a yay or an A or... Uh, so I was thinking uh, for cinematography, once I figure out how to get back to the list, uh, I was thinking one thing that might work, putting the shrug. <laughs> <laughs> It can be good, can also be not that good. The longer it runs, the more it seems like they're like, eh. Mm, I I wonder if wasted potential would fit fraction, especially since they go off a lot of the the fights. 
Yes, that I can definitely see. Nice potential. There you are. There. I'm actually curious if the reason that uh, a lot of the stuff is more impressive when the uh, Scarlet Devil arc is happening or Perfect Cherry Blossom is because a lot of the characters that end up in those are actually in the fighting games and therefore um, I don't know if you guys are uh, familiar with Toho's or Soon's uh, guidelines for derivative works but apparently there's kind of a strict thing where if you're like going to reference previous works they have to be recognizable so maybe blanking here because I have no idea there's no actual correspondence that we can cross-reference. Uh, maybe the actual drop-in elaboration is just uh, they were afraid of straying too far from the guidelines when referencing stuff like spell cards and characters. Maybe. Would be annoying that. if that's the case. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, anyone had anything else? It is funny. It has a lot of beat moments in between the action moments. So yeah. probably a thumbs up for the comedy sadness thing. Oh, that's just for storytelling. Oh. I I think that's probably... Should we do anything for charm, just in general? Uh, yeah, I was kind of waffling on that. It's It definitely has a, a, a nice charm to it, especially since it is a fan work. But it does kind of start to fade a little bit as you go on. That is true. I was thinking maybe give the, again, give the shrugs for charm. Yes, the, the, I do respect its like intense dedication to the setting and the fandom. Yeah. Storytelling Roughly. is fine considering that uh, they are trying to tie in multiple routes in some games where yeah. canonically only one route is successful or uh, the mixture thereof is uh, questionable events and only very scarcely uh, re-corroborated in-game as opposed to in-print work. In print yeah. works, it's it's a lot easier. Apparently, soon feels a lot, or the artists that soon hires for them feel a lot more comfortable just shoving all three characters in there in a flashback. Yeah. Three um, or four. Yeah, I, I think the storytelling is fine, but I don't think it's really anything noteworthy. Hmm. I mean, a lot of the work is already done by soon. Yeah. Uh, I hmm. think that's... I was, I was going to say, I think that for episodes like Phantasmagoria, the Phantasmagoria ones, it's fine because that's all after the event. That's all essentially original stuff that the uh, the artist essentially had to come up with. Because that's not an adaptation. It's uh, here's what happens after that entire debacle is over and done with. And here's where all the characters end up. Medicine is contributing drugs to AMT. Yuka is just hanging out in the sunflower thing, not really being violent other than just being scary. Nobody likes Aya. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's good for Fantasy Kaleidoscope. Yeah. All right. Uh, so before we talk about what we're doing next, uh, Carnival, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, you can follow me at Tuck underscore Carnival on Twitter. And that's about it at the moment. All right. Cool. Yep. 
Uh, so there is the Let's Play group that I'm a part of, which is Low Bias Gaming at lowbiasgaming.net, as well as my uh, radio show slash podcast, Square Wave Symphony, your home for chiptunes, video games, and all things weird and geeky, which is available at lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, and also at squaresim on Twitter. All right. Uh, Loco. Uh, you can go look at my YouTube at youtube.com user ltpetoloco, uh, but good luck spelling that. Um, but I usually that, put a link. It'll be in yeah. the show. Um, but other than that, I'm not really active because all my devices are dying, but maybe someday if I'm lucky. Uh, uh, Torbo. Uh, yeah. Uh... Twitch.tv slash Torpatypist at Torpatitis Typist on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and I would like to plug plug the gaps in space made by the shitty yokai asshole. <laughs> Alright. Well next week uh we return to OVA land, uh, in which we are taking a look at Fatal Fury, the motion picture. Oh god. Um which I'm sure will be lots of fun. Although I've actually heard okay things about it, though that's probably a death sentence. Anyway, uh, that is going to be next week. So thank you all for listening. If you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodepuzzlo at 7.30pm on Fridays, 2.30pm on Saturdays, and 1pm on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.